Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast. The place where we share creative and inspiring learning in our schools. Season 3, Episode 31. Hello and welcome to the Education on Fire podcast with me, Mark Taylor. I hope you've had a, a nice couple of weeks since um, you last um, heard me speaking um, on the season two finale when we were just finishing off our computing and ed tech season. So I wanted to come back on and talk to you about season three and how you can be involved. So no matter where you are in the world, I'm really keen to find out what children would like their learning experience to be. If we're starting from a blank canvas, um, what I've done is I've created 10 questions which I'd like you to answer. Um, and, and these questions um, can be answered and you can get in contact in different ways. I'm looking for people to actually be on the podcast. Um, and if you're living in the UK, certainly around the Midlands, I'm happy to come and record um, face-to-face. Um, if you're a bit further afield, then we can record via Skype and um, and do an interview that way. And we can do it with a group of children um, together or it can be one-on-one, whatever you think people will be most comfortable with. If you'd rather... You can create your own blog post um, and send it to me and, and I'll put it on the website or you can create your own video vlog idea and any of those things which you'd normally put onto your school website, just send me a link and, and I'll share that on my website too. So just want to get a conversation going, have, sort of let people's imaginations run wild and, and see what they are. So what I've done is I've created 10 questions as, as, as a template to sort of find out, you know, what really children would be inspired by if they had that blank canvas to create their own classroom and I'll just take you through the 10 questions um, quickly and you'll be able to find them on the educationonfire.com website it's on it's on a blog post there so just go to the home page and you'll be able to see it um, so question one is if you could design your own classroom what would it look like and through that I mean you know would it be uh, like a large sort of loft style apartment kind of idea where you've got places to learn places to exercise places to play that sort of thing you know be creative anything really anything goes I'm just really interested to see if you could start from scratch you know what would that actually look like and sort of following on from that in question two you know, how would you create your day and and how would you spend your time? So if you could just split your day up, you know, would you be spending all of it inside, all of it outside? What percentage of each? You know, how much would it be studying um, compared to how much would it be exercise? How much time would you spend on your own? How much time with others? You know, playing games or whether you might be doing a project based thing rather than just literally sort of rote learning. Um, and, and yeah, what would your perfect day look like and how would you like it to be in day out, day in, day out and just really get an understanding of, of what an exciting day would be. What would make you jump out of bed and think, yes, I've got I've got school today and, and, and this is what we're going to be doing. Question three is how do you assess your progress? So this isn't progress based on what any given government thinks you should be at any given age, but how do you, as a student and and, and obviously as a teacher, as, as we're chatting, you know, how do we progress? How do we assess that progression? You know, how do you go about that? How would you do that if you had complete choice? You know, having some kind of framework to say, right, today you're able to speak and spell five words and what we're looking for is tomorrow for that to be six and then the day after that seven and just having a real sort of day-by-day progression. Um, how would you how do you assess that? Is that purely that kind of day-by-day improvement or is it slightly different than that? Is it kind of, well, in this half term or this term, I've seen you 
get more physically fit um i've seen you be much more caring more considerate having a bit more understanding of other people you know how, how do you see that progress and, and how would you assess that and it might i just think not even be written down it might just be a conversation that you're having with each child each day um have a real think about how that would be and also how that's therefore moving towards the goals or the dreams or, or an accomplishment even maybe which you which um each child is trying to trying to achieve Number four is how do you often do you discuss and how often do you think about other things? Things like what do you eat? How much exercise are you doing? Breathing, which is such an integral part of our of our general well being. You know, how much sleep is everyone getting? You know, is it important and how do you have some kind of routine to help you get to sleep? Talking about mindfulness, um, talking about gratitude, um, talking about um volunteering you know actually giving something back is we we live in quite a self-centered society a lot of the time um and actually discussing you know what is it that i can do for someone else you know how often does that happen in class and and is it something you think you would like to spend more time talking about if indeed you had that opportunity to to create this new kind of new kind of day that, that we're talking about um number five is how often do you discuss and think about life in your class? You know, often you hear about babies being born, but how often do you also talk about people dying? You know, often, you know, there may be grandparents that have passed on. Um, there's a great thing that happens in, in my kids' school where they used to ring a, a, an old school bell every time a baby was born. And it's such a wonderful, um, exciting thing for everybody. Um, but much more difficult to talk about the end of life. But in that sort of natural cycle of things, in that kind of understanding that we're all going to die, I think is a really important thing because what it does is it brings us back to think, but how do we want to live our days today while we are alive, while we are thriving? What is it we'd like to do? And I think having that uh, overall arc of understanding the cycle of life is a really important thing and certainly something to be talked about with children. And And I think we generally find that they're much more knowledgeable and understanding about this than we often um, would assume. Number six is how often do you discuss money, budget, savings, financial planning, the sort of the day-to-day -day important things that we all need to understand? I often find it interesting that my kids can do some all manner of fantastic um, maths, but then we come slightly slightly apart when we're trying to organize simple budget things like i need some change can i can i give you this five pound note and can i have five ones in return so you've got the same amount of money but actually i, I just need the change and certainly when they're younger often they find that quite a difficult concept to do so just you know sort of the day-to-day -day important things you know can you go to the shop here's some money to buy x y and z can you bring me back the change how much change do you think it's going to be just that general understanding which um is really important and maybe you think it's something you shouldn't do in school but I, I would say that actually it's a really a really important thing sort of and even having a financial plan around a project that maybe you're doing at school all that sort of thing be interested to know how often that comes into into the work that you're doing and the discussions that you're having in class number seven is about do you work with a mentor um, and do you know what a mentor is um, mentors are incredibly important I feel just having someone who knows something about something which you don't know or something where you can bounce ideas off someone who may be more experienced in something you're trying to learn and that could be another adult from a child's point of view but it might also just be someone two or three years older than them I think some of the greatest work that goes on in some schools is just having maybe um, a year six student um, age 10 age 11 helping 
uh, reception or year one or year two student learning to read or learning with a bit of maths because it really just changes the whole dynamic of learning it really helps the younger person to understand because they're being taught in a in a way maybe with different words that they might understand or might connect with but also it really cements the understanding and the compassion from the older person's point of view and understanding what it's like to actually be teaching somebody else and slightly back on sort of a more project idea for number eight, um, how often do you lead a team of people? How often do you give a child or a group of children the chance to lead a project, have complete creative control on where it's going to go? Even if there's maybe a boundary and an umbrella of what you're trying to achieve, you know, how often do they get to do that? How often are they actually really at the centre of what's going on, not just a passive consumer of having to do something that they've been told by other people? Number nine is... How do you like working on real projects that are relevant to you? So it might be fundraising for the school. It might be an event that's going on in your local community, a school production, maybe a concert or a sports event. But where you get involved in the whole organising of it, maybe you need to do a budget for it. Maybe you're going to go out and speak to the community and ask them if they'd like to be participating in, in whatever it is that you're doing. You know, actually, if you're doing a school production, you know, how much does it cost to hire some of the lighting or the staging? Or where do you actually go to get the rights to do something? Should you write a letter about it? Can you blog about it afterwards and, and let people know what was going on? Um, and as a student, as a child, do you feel that that's more exciting because it's relevant to what's happening now, using all the skills that you're learning, actually having it with an event which is actually relevant? And how do you feel that learning process is? I usually find that that just makes it come to life for me and can often be very cross-curricular and cover all the aspects of learning that we feel are important. And then finally, number 10... Of all the things that you enjoy doing at school, do they happen during the school curriculum time or do they often happen after school, in after school clubs or something you do outside of school? Because for me, I often find that certainly some of my children, it's the after school clubs, it's the hot shots, which is a basketball club or a you dance, which is a dancing club. But they're things that we pay for either before school or after school. And if that becomes a bit of a theme and lots of children are in the same boat, maybe we should be thinking about having some of these as an integral part of what's going on during the school day so that they're not extras that you have to pay for, but they're an integral part of what every child gets to do to develop their skills and have the fun the same as everybody else. So if this sounds like the sort of thing you want to answer, you want to discuss this with your children in school, as I said, drop me a line and we can... After you've had your conversation, we can come on the podcast and I can I can chat to them and we can interview it and it'll go out live on the podcast. If you just want to use them as a framework and write a blog or just answer the questions and send them to me and I can put them on the website, that's absolutely fine too. Um, or maybe you want to do something for your own school and just send me a link because you've uploaded it somewhere, um, either on your school website or on your school blog, something like that. And I just want to share it, get that conversation going. Just, you know, if we can just create a school life, actually, which everybody wants to be part of, then maybe we'll see maybe a few themes coming through, which makes our school day look a little bit different than maybe it does already. And as I said, it's open to anybody around the world. It'd be really interesting to see whether... It's something which is very country-based, whether there's a universal feeling about education in different parts of the country, different parts of the world, whether you're in a small school, in a large school, whether you're in a city, whether you're in the country, whatever it happens to be, let's just get this conversation going. Get part, um, take part, and let me know what you think and what your answers are to some of these questions, and we'll see if we can find some, some great answers which maybe can be useful for the future.
So thanks so much for listening. And I look forward to hearing from you and just get in touch. Go to educationonfire.com. There's a contact page there and then you can just leave me a message. Speak to you soon. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Education on Fire podcast. For more information of each episode and to get in touch, go to educationonfire.com.